buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon, Twin Ports, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronnie and Gary Callagher here every Saturday from 12 to 1. And we got Jim on the line here. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm good, Gary. How are you? Good. I know you're in town, so uh, I was little, hoping you yeah. could get into the studio, but I know you got a little bit of difficulty and uh, you couldn't make it in, but we're doing the call-in, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only other thing is wrong is uh, half my voice is gone. So, Well, well that okay. happens. Hopefully, Yeah, hopefully you can hear me. So I understand that you went through the, the uh, central building. Yeah, and I want to let everybody know that we have... Um, uh, today, we're going to play uh, the segments three and four of our show are going to be of the Greg Fulmer uh, interview that we did last week, and we had some te- technical difficulties, and, and that didn't air, and so uh, uh, and it was it was a very good interview, so we're going to be listening to, to Greg again this week, and uh, but in the meantime, I, I had just the great experience of being able to go through that old central building here, Jim, on Friday, and uh, actually went up into the clock tower. And, um, you know, for all the years that, that we've lived here, and I, you know, I went to Washington Junior yeah. High, I went to the Central um, up on the hill, but I, and, and we used to do classes at the old Central building. I think we used to eat lunch there uh, when we went to Junior High. Um, but I'd never been in the clock tower. And, uh, uh, and, and then the other thing is I, I was really unaware of is they've got a museum in that building of all of the old Central uh, memorabilia. They've got all the tro- oh, really? yeah. They've got the trophies from the um, all of the uh, uh, the sports things that they've won. They've got the uh, uniforms that the band used to wear. They've got uh, pictures of all the classes and and I think that central opened in 1921. I think that's when it started. And uh, just to see some wow. of the history in this museum was just exceptional. And uh, we were able to go through there with uh, one of our classmates from 1976. Uh, was able to arrange this walkthrough of this, and so uh, uh, there's a, there's a get together here for some of the class of '76 this weekend, and so that was one of the things that they were going to do, uh, and so very interesting. But we got to go up in that clock tower, and you know, one of the interesting things, Jim, is you know when you're uh, when that bell goes off and you're outside and you're listening to it, I mean, you can hear that thing yeah. from a long way away. And we were we were in there, and the guy that was giving the tour said, "Well, get ready; it's about to go off." And you know, I thought we were going to be plugging our ears and stuff, but you could barely hear it. Oh, really? You could barely hear it. And uh, somebody made the comment of like, "Why can you hardly hear it in here?" And um, and I, I didn't hear what the response was, but um, uh, and the other cool thing about that clock tower is, do you know that every graduating class? used to be able to go up into that tower and sign their name. Really? And they're, what did they sign? Huh? Did they, what did they sign, like the wall or something? Well, the bricks. There's just a ton of bricks yeah. up there. And to see all these names up there, and there's thousands of them, um, you know, and it's it's That's six cool. stories that you have to walk up. You know, it's it's not as bad as the... the uh, Statue of Liberty, but um, you've got to go up these old wooden steps, you know, straight vertically up, and to see all these names, you know, posted on the wall and everything, and uh, and we had never done that, 
And so the group that I was with, we all ended up being able to sign our names there and, and, and put everything there. And so, uh, um, but, but very cool and very, very, uh, nostalgic. And I, you know, I, I went in there thinking, well, you know, we're going to go get to see, you know, the clock tower and walk around the building and the, the old gymnasium where there used to be a track up there. Um, but once I got in there and I started, I was in that museum. And I was looking at everything. It's like, oh, boy, you really go back in time here, and uh, to see all of this stuff and and how it's been preserved, um, uh, just really really impressed. And to see some of the old classmates and uh, see how everybody has, you know, we're not young anymore. You know, we're we're all in our sixties. And and so to see everybody, it was really a good thing because some of these people you just you haven't seen. I haven't seen him for fifty years, or forty, whatever it's been. And uh, oh. um, but but that piece of real estate now that this is changing hands and this is be, being sold, um, that piece of real estate is classic. <laughs> and I'm so excited to see ultimately what what the um, uh, this new owner is going to do with it. Uh, and how they're going to preserve it and everything, but um, really interesting to go through that piece of real estate. Well, that clock tower is six story. That's kind of what do you think Inger Tower is? Well, Inger's got to be six stories at yeah, least. I, I would, five I would, I would or imagine six, it's kind of the same same experience, maybe. Yeah. But these are old wooden steps, you know. Anchor's got the concrete steps. These are yeah, old wooden right, steps, right. and and you you uh, you get a little. They were solid and everything, you know. But but um, they they could only bring a group groups of six people up at a time, and so um, uh, and the tour guide was excellent. Um, he was a, um, a I, I think he said he graduated in seventy nine, but uh, um, uh, he he just knew the history of everything. He was very good at what he did and uh, very. Um, uh, wasn't rushing us along. Let us take our time. Let's take pictures, and uh, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Are they are they doing tours like that normally, or is that just no? I think this was arranged from one of our classmates, and I got it. Uh, they have a Facebook page, and they were posting things. And I think there there's a um, um, not. Um, I think our next, um, you know, they do the ten year anniversary things. You know, where they where right. they get together. Well, this is the. Um, the midterm. This is the five year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, very good to see a lot of a lot of old classmates and uh, um, uh, and but more more importantly to see that building and, and to get in there before this thing sells. Um, uh, very um, very rewarding and uh, well worth it. Wow. You know. So here's here's interesting kind of a a thing. Um, so this coming weekend is my fortieth high school graduation. And you know they 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 tore down Superior Senior High and built Superior High School, and we're going to get a tour of the new high school if we want it. So um, as part of our our reunion, so it's very interesting that you got to go into Central, which I, you didn't go there, did you? You went to the new Central. Yeah, we went to the new. Well, we went to right. New Central, but when we went to, when Washington Junior High, I went to Washington Junior. And when right. we were in Washington, we used to go over there and eat lunch, and then they had the, a gymnasium over there as well. And, right. uh, you know, this, this gymnasium, one of the questions was asked, is, is that the original floor in, the, in this gymnasium? And the, 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 uh, uh, the guy that was given the tour, he didn't know, but he thought it was. And uh, that floor in there was just incredible. It looks just brand new. Wow. But all the yeah, old, old woodwork old and everything like that, just in the, the stonework and everything, 
I'm really was surprised as to the condition that how good that the condition of that building was in. Right. Very interesting. You know, I wonder if they'll <clears throat> what they'll do with that clock tower. Is he indicating? I mean, I suppose we don't know, but oh, I'm sure they're going to keep it. It's good. It's got to be part of it. Right. You know that they're. You know, I I would imagine most of the contents of there are going to go out. That museum with all the the artifacts and everything in there, I, I'm more concerned about that, quite frankly, because there is some very, very old stuff in there. And uh, I hope that the uh, the school district is going to take that and preserve it. Um, but um, I, I I I would have to assume that the clock tower was probably a big part of that sale. Right. Uh, oh yeah. Up. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll keep it intact. I'm just wondering if like if, if there's going to be any kind of tours of it or anything. But it's it, it's very interesting. The building is beautiful. It's been featured in um, Iron Will. It was uh, sort of the backdrop of, of Iron Will, and I'm sure it's been in other movies and things. It's very very sort of famous for Duluth, isn't it? Well, it is. It's it's an iconic part of this city as well as the old Hotel Duluth. Um, right. These are things that um, I'm. You just can't get rid of, and they're just a, too much a part of our history. And to be able to go in there and experience that, going up in that clock tower was um, uh, something I'm I won't forget soon. Wow, well, a lot of fun. So we got a little over a minute here, Jim, and uh, just quickly, I want to talk about the the real estate market here. I want to talk about the mortgage interest rates because next segment I've I've got I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in this marketplace because some interesting stories coming nationally as well as locally here and uh, talk about that. But these mortgage interest rates, Jim, try to figure it out. I mean, they're going down again. I mean, a 30-year conventional fixed mortgage rate is 2.99%. Yeah. And Isn't that crazy? It's just unbelievable. The FHAs have dropped um, a quarter percent. They're down to 325 for a 30-year fixed FHA. And the VAs have dropped. They're down to 3125 for a 30-year fixed rate for the VA. So, um I, you know, the, all the experts predicted they were going to go up, but they're not going up. And I'm just trying to like figure out what, when the experts tell us that something's going to happen and it doesn't, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. No. And and you and I are both clueless on interest rates as we've proven for the last nine, <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> what we say will be the opposite of what happens. So. I'm glad they went down. You know, it's it's very it's very stimulating to our business, of course. Well, and it's it's spurred on some of the uh, uh, refi activity that though the applications for refinances were up last week, and um, uh, mortgage applications have slowed a little bit, and so it'd be interesting to see. But uh, we're going to take our first break here, Jim. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Porch Real Estate Show right here on KDAL six ten AM, and you're with Jim and Gary, and we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the second segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show with Jim Rodding and Gary Callagher from Remax. Um, Gary, why don't we give out our phone numbers here? Uh, folks, if you want to get a hold of me down here in Punta Gorda, Florida to buy a house um, or to, you know, anything that you want to know about the area as far as uh, real estate goes, give me a call. My number is 218 
248-348-7653. And Gary? Jim, I'm at 218-390-0615. And I again want to put a shout out to if anybody has any riverfront property, be it just land or with a with a house on it or lakefront, very similar, or anything with a view overlooking Lake Superior, you know, let me know. I have some buyers that are looking for these specific type properties. And again, I'm at 218-390-0615. All right, Gary, let's get into some of our local real estate stories. Um, I'll, I'll start out here. Um, the market down here is is crazy. Um, I was I was a little bit late to our recording, as a matter of fact, because I'm I'm trying to keep up on a on a daily basis, and lately it's been very busy. Um, I've been entertaining some people from. Um, actually, they live in Superior. They sold their house and they want to move down here to Florida. Uh, and um, we we found a house um, via a video connection um, that we used uh, several days ago, and they were coming down here on this trip to go through on the home inspection. And you know what? When we went through the house together, um, and they were there live for the first time, you know, they decided it wasn't for them. And um, we went ahead and canceled that purchase agreement that we were successful getting. And, and now we're, we're, um, we're looking again at other houses. And in the state of Florida, uh, there's a certain window of time frame. You can set it, uh, the default is 15 days um, for a home inspection. And, and at any time, uh, for any reason, you can cancel a purchase agreement during that time frame, and uh, that's what they chose to do. So we're, we're back to the drawing board, so to speak, which is fine with me, and uh, we're going to look at some other houses this afternoon. So it's very interesting down here. The market is is busy, and uh, um, but you know, there's a uh, it's, it's it's fun, Gary. I think when you when you're showing people houses virtually, but I always want to follow it up with, please get down here right away to look at this house, go with on the inspection. Just in case when you get there and you physically are, um, you know, examining the property, if you have a change of mind, then you, you have the time frame to do it. So how are things up there? Well, I think things have eased up up here, um, but I think it's still stable. I still think that there's activity going on. And, and right. I know, I, you know, you and I have been talking. And I had been a little bit slow in terms of, you know, showing houses, listing houses, those types of things. But recently I've I've gotten a bit busy. And so, you know, I think the market is still good. Uh, I think it's still active. And I think a couple of things that have that we have talked about recently, but I want to give an update to them because I think they're just really incredible for this marketplace. Number one, we talked about that house on Park Point that hit the market for $2.5 million about a month or so ago. Right. Well, that's pending. Wow. So somebody's made an offer on that and it's been accepted and it's pending. It's going to sell. And then another. And where is this one located again? That was, that was down, I think, in the forty-two hundred block of Park Point. So it's down the ways, okay. and they had the. There was an article in the newspaper about this thing, and it was just a beautiful home down there. But two point five million, it we just we don't have those types of sale prices for residential housing here up in Duluth, Jim. And I I go back. It has to be twenty some years ago where I think the the next 
price that was close to that two million was a house. I think it was the old Mickey Pellucci house on on thirty fifth between thirty fifth and thirty sixth Avenue East on Superior Street. I think that sold for one point nine or two point one right ever right in there, which at the time was just like crazy. And then there was one of those houses on the on Lake Superior on like thirty sixth. Uh, one of the old mansions. It was, and th- and this goes back into the the mid nineties. And I think at that time that right. house was like three point some million. I don't know if you remember Gail Olson of Duluth Realty. Oh, this, yeah. this is I going know. way back when she had that thing listed. And and I think that I don't remember the sale price, but it was a couple of million dollars at least, and it probably was closer to three million. So the fact that we get these types of prices on homes and and it's rare, and it's even rarer that we sell them. Is just to me just like shaking my head. But the um, uh, there was another one that hit the market down on Park Point in the twenty one hundred block of Park Point er- earlier this week for nine hundred thousand. And I had actually set an appointment to show this place, and I got a notice the day before the showing. I got a notice on Wednesday, and we we're scheduled to show it on Thursday that uh, they canceled the showing. And I looked at the notice and it says under contract pending. Wow. And I and I called the agent and I said, what the heck? I said, why didn't you, you know, even give us a chance to get in there? He said, the sellers, but the guy wrote the offer. The seller said, if you'll give us the full price in a cashier's check so we have the money in escrow and he wanted to close within a week, that they would take it. And he did that. So wow. they've got the, this full price $900,000 uh, sitting in escrow waiting for this thing to close. And uh, what do you do? What do you do? So the fact that we're getting – and Park Point is just absolutely as hot as it could possibly want to be down there, people wanting to buy houses. So the fact that we're having this type of activity and these types of sale prices – and I checked that market over 500000 for residential houses in the city, and it's just incredible – it's just incredible the, the the number of these properties. So I'm kind of curious as to whether or not some of these doctors are coming in, you know, for the new Essential Medical Campus that's going up, and there things are starting to happen. So we could have the next couple of years here, Jim, where we're seeing this type of activity with this residential housing, this upper end market, uh, just really start to explode, and and you're seeing the, the the value of some of these houses that are coming on the market that are over a million dollars. Uh, one of those sold recently down on London Road. It was like 28th and London Road, one of the first houses as you come off the freeway. And they paid like $1.1 million for this house, and you, and you go buy this place, and there's construction crews in there. So wow. they're doing some renovation in this place, and, and it's not going to be cheap. And so just another indicator that this upper-end market in this city is really taken off, and the amount of people that are that are – Wanting to move into this area, I think, is still very healthy, still very stable, and I don't know when it's going to end, but um, it's exciting to see it, and it's exciting to be a part of it, uh, you know, in this marketplace, because it's very unusual for, for it to happen up here in the Twin Ports. I hear you there. And, you know, I'll tell you this, the, these folks that I'm showing houses to down here, um, talk about, you know, the market. Uh, I have five houses to show them um this afternoon and that's unusual so i would say that our inventory here is up um which is which is a good thing so maybe maybe we are kind of in a little bit of a of a uh, not a downturn i can't say that but a pause in the super busy here um and but nothing is slow by any any um any imaginative um 
way at all. It's all pretty darn busy. So, Well, let me give you an example. I've got some s- statistics here. So far this year in the city of Duluth, Duluth proper only, we've sold 653 houses with an average sale price of 281, I'm going to say $282,000, which is unprecedented to begin with that average sale price. We've never had it that high. And so to see that type of a number with that many units that are, have sold, uh, you know, that's that's pretty astounding. You know, and then we have an average days on market in the city of Duluth of 17 days. Um, you know, you got you got a friend there. And um, uh, we've got the city of Hermantown. They've sold 54 houses. And listen to this average sale price, $401,000. So you got an average sale price in the city of Hermantown of over 400,000 with 54 units sold. Uh, again, staggering, just incredible. And then you look at Cloquet, and we've talked about Cloquet for years and what a good market this is and what a good market it would be to invest in housing up there. And for years, that that market up there had a, an average sale price of under 100,000. Well, so far, Cloquet this year has sold 106 homes with an average sale price of $215,000. So, wow. you know, again, you know, average days on the market up in Cloquet is 14 days, you know, and then and then we look at two harbors, another another city or an area that was very depressed during the the uh, uh, the recession. I mean, we we talked about two harbors for years and they were selling maybe 10 to 20 houses a year up there right. a year per year. Right. And now, you know, just over half a year, they've already sold 54 houses up in Two Harbors with an average sale price of $234,000. So, um, you know, know, this residential housing market here in the Twin Ports, Jim, it's just not letting up. I think a lot of it was, you know, as we got into that late winter through the spring months where, where this market up here was just incredible. You know, there are many multiple offers on houses. Uh, writing offers 30 40 50 i was aware of one one offer that was a hundred thousand dollars over the list price and you know that they that one those particular people didn't get that house but that's what people had to do in order just to compete just to get into the game they had to offer those types of numbers over the list price just to be considered and so you know we've transitioned from from a, a market that you know when you got an offer you were excited and, right. you know, it's like, how soon can we get it to the seller so the seller can accept this thing to now they put a house on the market and it's like, oh, we're not going to present offers for a week. So you get 10, yeah. 15 offers and you got to wait. And we've never had that type of stuff. And so, but it's not just the Twin Ports. That's all, that was all across the country that, that this real estate market was just nuts. And so how long it continues and and how Energet, how much energy stays in this residential housing market? I don't know. Uh, the mortgage interest rates, again, they're down. They've come down after a lot of experts had predicted that they were going to go up as we got into the second half of this year, and they still could. But they really came back, and you can get a, a 30-year conventional fixed mortgage rate right now, Jim, for under 3% here locally. Uh, your FHA and your VA loans are a little bit higher. FHA for a 30-year conventional fixed is at 35 and your VA is at VA is at three point one two five for a thirty year con, um, fixed uh, rate, and um, I think as long as these interest rates stay stable, they're going to be we're going to have an active market. I think the other thing that we're seeing is the refi market. You know, the refi market was just buzzing. 
you know, as we got into February, March, and and prior to that, maybe a year or so. And so, um, um, I, I heard a, a stat yesterday that the refis were up as the interest rates went down again. The refis went up, and I'm and I thought to myself, how how who didn't refinance their house in this right. in this in this boom of these interest rates? Who didn't refinance? But then I also know that there are what I call perpetual refinancers. They will refinance their house every couple of years. They'll pull money out. They'll do whatever. And so people just do that. It's just part of the market. And so I don't think I don't think that the percentage of refinances is as high as it was. But to see that the applications for refinances have gone up in the last couple of weeks, just another indicator that I think that people um, people are tapping into the equity on their houses. Uh, they're they're doing what they do with it. They're you know paying down debt. They're buying second houses. They're buying toys. Whatever. I don't know. But uh, I think the in in general, Jim, the real estate economy here locally and and i know across the country is just very good right now i'm i i hope it stays strong i'm going to hate to see it go south but um my hope is that um it's just uh everybody wants to own a home and it's it's going to stay strong sorry about my dog here i record this at home and and uh we've got a, we've got a service guy outside and he's really wanting to go after that guy oh so i thought the that. dog wanted to get on the radio well, well, the dog wanted to be part of the interview here I, Apparently he wants to be interviewed, but and, and Thomas is very protective of everywhere he's at. So I think I got him under control. Um, I was trying to find some some uh, stats here real quick. I haven't been able to pull them up, so I'll do that next week, Gary. But here the 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 market has been um, very very uh, over and above historics as a whole. You were talking about all those numbers in those communities where how many houses they have sold. It's the same here, you know. They're, they're, it's it's a historic high, um, so it's very interesting that I think our markets are are sort of are, are sort of similar uh, in terms of how busy they are, and in terms of how uh, I think I think COVID has affected, um, you know, the real estate markets in both Florida and in the Twin Ports because people can live where they want uh, and still have their same job wherever that company is. Um, but you're right. I think that a lot of that has to do with how many doctors and, and, and other employees are coming in for what's going on with the um, with the hospital additions, you know, up there. I think that's going to make a huge impact. Um, my question for you, Gary, and I don't know how much time we have left. We've got about two minutes. Uh, okay. Um, have you seen any increases in um, developments, you know, for new construction? Because I'm thinking that time is right that some – Somebody's got to take a big swath of land up there and 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 you know turn it into a new housing development. How's that going? Well, I not in Duluth. Uh, you know, I think Hermantown obviously has exploded with sure. new new home construction, but I, I don't. I think Duluth is lagging in there. I think you're starting to see a little bit more new houses, you know, being built here in the Twin Ports, but but not certainly not as many as Hermantown and uh, uh, and so. Uh, whether that changes or not, I certainly don't know. But but I do think this some of the existing subdivisions that are, are there, you know, and I talk about Hartley Estates. You got the Northland Estates. You've got uh, uh, Parkwood, you know, up in sure. Piedmont, which was I believe what the, the original subdivision in the city of Duluth for residential housing. But when those houses come on the market in those subdivisions, especially on those eastern ones, they're they're hot. I mean, people are buying them. I mean, I think it's it's just a, yeah. a very active market and. What 
what happens when we start getting all this these these doctors and staff and everything that are going to want these upper end houses you know and they and they and we don't have enough inventory to supply them what are they going to do you know and i think you're at a point right. where they're going to have to start building some of these somewhere i don't know where that's going to be but um i don't haven't seen any new subdivisions being built here in in duluth uh in quite some time and i think if i if i'm correct that the apple ridge subdivision up there uh in the kenwood duluth heights area off of arrowhead road that was probably one of the last subdivisions um i think you've got the um there's the one that's up off of rice lake road I, the, the name escapes me right at the top of my head but they built all those townhomes back in there and, and and across the way they have some some pretty nice houses as well jim uh we have to take a break here folks you're tuned into the twin ports real estate show we've got mr greg fulmer from greg fulmer commercial real estate coming up for our next segment stay tuned Hey, welcome back to this last or second to last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding, Gary Callagher here from Remax, and we have special guest, longtime guest. We've had this guy on for um, I don't know, Greg. How many how many times do you think you've been on our show? Like fifteen, I would think. No, not that many. Uh, you know, for the first tw- for the first how many years that we've been doing the show since two thousand eight, you weren't on the show at all. Yeah, you guys didn't invite me for many, many years. I think I had to ask. <laughs> well, I met I met many times. Well, I think we, I think we I got think a half a dozen or you know six seven yeah. times something like. He's going to start to rival Barbara Monty for the. Uh, Top guest there on the go. show, so but but it. it's a pleasure to have you here. You're you're a great guest, and there's a lot of good information that you have. So we do appreciate you coming on. Well, that's a very kind Mr. thing Greg to Palmer, say. Everybody, <laughs> there are no plus there necessary. All right, here's my one question that I wanted to ask you. Yeah, um, with you selling all this big time commercial real estate, when are you going to get in a plane and come down to Florida? And you know, I, I think you just call it a cabin, Greg, that you could buy down here. When when are we going to get that done? Well, I'm not going to buy a cabin in Florida, but, uh, you know, I get down to Florida about once a year um, in the last few years because I, you know, have some friends down there and I visit them and do a little fishing and hanging out and that's about it. Um, but I'm not real consistent on that. But yeah, Florida's nice. I like it down there. You could swim down there. Right. I could swim. Down. Right. You're a swimmer. I'm just trying to make some money here. That's all. Well, I, and I got nothing for you the, there. You know, the I mean, yeah, I just. I mean, if you own a bar, <laughs> you might make money off me there. <laughs> Why wouldn't a guy? Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, Greg. Uh, we want some updates here. What's going on on some of the properties that you have? Uh, for sale and that the public knows very well well the last time greg was on which was a couple of weeks ago we had a conversation about the historic building and and that's a done deal um and that's going to close i think sometime in mid-october and then we talked a little bit about the central up on the hill and you said that they were there were purchase agreements but nothing happened and then i think several days after that that you were on the show the news reported that the uh, school district had wanted to move forward with accepting an offer on that place. So give us an update. So really what happened there is, of course, we do have the historic building under contract, and we've had it under contract for almost a year. And what happens is it takes the developer 270 days for the public approvals process for TIF TIF and historic tax credits. So we've had it under contract. It's been pending, and we haven't been showing it to anyone else. And we'll we'll close that one in uh, mid to late October. And then that same developer, Saturday Property Group, is purchasing the Central High School site on top of the hill as well, and they intend to do 
uh, you know, apartment units up there um, in phases over over uh, probably about five years. And so I think the initial idea, which is prior to their real in-depth planning, is around 500 units up there that would be Lakeview facing. And... So, you know, that's that's kind of what's going on up there. I don't know if I answered the full question. Was wow. there more? Well, have they have they accepted the purchase agreement yet? So the city or excuse me, the school district uh, approved the terms of the purchase agreement, which we've been working on that for a year also. Basically, essentially that's been pending for all intents and purposes because I can't take the months worth of process in dealing with one guy, turn around and throw him down the back stairs with his offer and go try to do the same work with another guy. So we've really been focused on this Saturday property group because they've been so consistent, so good to work with, and we know they have the, the finishing power to do this stuff. So um, so the answer is we just finished negotiating a purchase agreement in the terms for the deal up on top of the hill. And yeah, the intention is to have that signed in the next couple of weeks, but it has to go through, you know, minor housekeeping items between the two attorneys, which I think is going to happen over the next week or two. Couple, but otherwise, it's it's primarily ready to sign and agreed upon on the major elements. A couple questions. I think the News Tribune reported the price at like $7.4 million, Yeah. Right in there. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that there was a year-long due diligence yeah, period. That's about right. So these people could back out of this deal within the next year. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. What, what in your opinion, what's the likelihood that that's going to happen? Uh, I think the likelihood of that happening is pretty, 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 pretty limited. Like, I mean, almost zero. Uh, but there's always a chance. And so... What do they have to... What, what, what's going to take them a year to figure out on this thing? So right now, there's a furious process going on related to master planning the entire site. And so that means utility infrastructure, roads, and that type of stuff. So all of that stuff both parties have to agree on because the school district's going to keep 20, approximately a third of the site, about 20, I think 28 acres in the least valuable area in the back to develop their, for their uh, busing department or the transportation department facilities management and the administrative offices will be built in the back. Um, and so they have a planning process that has to coincide with the planning process of the developer for their housing because of the roads and utilities that they'll both be using. And so all of those processes take a lot of time with the city. And so each party has a right to back out. But that process is going to happen pretty quickly over about a period of 75 days for review for each party and then agreement on how the master planning looks but after that, then it gets into the public approvals process for TIF districts um, and any other any other development um, tools that they'd like to employ or incentives they'd like to try to get from the developer side. So that takes that it just takes that long for them to work through those processes with the city. So in the meantime, they're going to be developing the old historic yes central, yes. and then they're going to be working on on this. And one of the things you know we've talked. Or, or there's been talk about these utilities, the infrastructure in that building uh, up on the hill. And I'm, I've always been curious, and I've never looked it up, as to where, how the water lines run, how the sewer line runs. And I know that there's an old reservoir down the hill from that. And is there anything associated with that? Or are they going to have to supply all new lines up to the building? And, and there's a front to the building, and then there's a back entrance to that building. Is, is there any utilities that are going to be going down? I believe that's off of Blackman Avenue, off a of central entrance that come, comes in behind it. Yeah, so there's utilities to the main building right now, and that also extends utilities down to the um, 
the STC building down the hill from there, which is a nice building actually in decent and newer condition. So that has value. The developer will own that in the end, and they'll probably probably try to use that as community buildings for their apartments, uh, apartment development. Um, we tried to kind of hold it back in case the district needed it, and it just became too cumbersome to try and do. And it wasn't going to have great road access to it. We delivered it to the developer, which made a lot of our other negotiable items much easier as it related to utilities. But they will disconnect the utilities at the, the main school building and disconnect that line to the Votech building or the STC building. And that will all get new utility infrastructure, and I think it's all going to come off of central entrance. That's got to be incredible. I mean, at, at, yeah. when that building was built in 1973, I mean, I can't imagine how difficult it was to get utilities up that hill to begin with. Yeah. But now that they got to do it again, that's going to be something that we're going to have to watch because that's uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, the estimates on it are you know significant, and I don't really know a lot about it. Again, there's there's engineering groups that have a have a much greater handle on this than I do, and but all of that stuff is primarily kind of understood right now there's some mapping associated with it that's that's showing that coming straight up off central entrance um the road itself never actually had utilities in it it all came in through that back and through the and from below and so now it's going to come up part of it's going to come up that i'm aware of off of central entrance but the road there was never made to be a city road or it was it was a private drive essentially now it's going to be built or i should say rebuilt to city um, drive to a city to a public street standard. So, will the city be investing money into the infrastructure and redoing the road going up to that site? Uh, is that city? Is that going to be city money or is that going to be private money? That's going to probably be a combination of both. Yeah, and I don't know what combination that is, and it will depend on those negotiations for what they're building. Um, How about the school district? Are they are they going to put any money into this type of a? Yeah, so the school district's going to basically improve their road from the end of that development to their development. But they're already in the process of planning and designing it because we, I think we're sharing the same um, civil engineering group. Um, and uh, so, that, so that's going to make the process easier so that we don't have one party developing and, and designing one way and one party thinking something else. So they're all going to be sharing in this and saving some, and there'll be some cost savings with that. And, uh, and then that's how it's going to be done, but it will be, the road will be improved by uh, the developer through his development agreement with the city. Jim, any questions? we got about two minutes. I've been just listening. Um, I don't really have any questions. I'm just so happy that all these things are happening and there's going to be some activity. I think the apartments up over the hill are going to be awesome. Um, the view up on the central site up above the hill there is just amazing. And I'm just <laughs> I'd curious. love to stay in one. I'm sorry, Jim, to jump in here, but I just can't see. If you're talking another 500 apartment units, are we going to be able to support it? Um. It seems like you can. I mean, you you just did an interview talking about you know the this, lack of housing and and what I what well, I well that's noticed. residential housing. I'm, yeah, we're well, talking these apartments are residential here. income apartments. You can't find product right now, and I'm part of the baby boomer group. I'm the last year of it. I mean, you, you're in there. I think you're at the first year of it. Or no, or, no, or, no, or, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a little bit closer to you. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean guys, you know guys like us want to eventually get out of houses you you much sooner than me but and then and then you'll you'll want an apartment up there with a lake view where you go hey 
And I think they're developing an amphitheater. There's some theories about uh, the possibilities of sports domes. You won't need the sports dome, but the amphitheater might be nice for you to go watch, you know, in, uh, some kind of, uh, you know, movie like, you know, some one of those old black and white ones that has sound. Well, you can tell me down the road all you want here, but uh, I can still take you out, and you know it, and I know it, so don't don't ever forget that. That is awesome. Uh, we got a little under a minute in this uh, segment here, Jim. Uh, any other questions for Mr. Fulmer here? I don't. Um, other than um, I, I just think it's great. I'd just like to make a comment that I think you've done a great job on these, uh, and you know, to, to rid the city of the and the school district of some of this inventory is uh, is, is obviously needed. And uh, congrats. Thanks. We like the deal. It was a bad deal for them to continue owning stuff they didn't have any business using and weren't able to handle properly as well. They were going to be a bad steward of the historic building, and they just didn't have the need for that uh, view shed property. They should go to private development anyway. Well, I'm going to echo that those comments as well. It's been a pleasure always to have Greg come in here and, and talk about this stuff, and it's very exciting for us to see this here and, and for us to hear about it. So we we thank you for your insight on all this stuff too. So, folks, uh, you've been tuned to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show uh, with Jim and Gary here, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax, along with uh, Greg Fulmer of Fulmer Commercial Real Estate. And, uh, Greg, I don't think we ever asked you to give out your phone number in case somebody wants to get a hold of you, so why don't you go ahead? Yeah, uh, to reach me is 218-310-0013, or you can get a hold of us through our website also at gregfulmer.com. All right. So, Gary, you had you had mentioned uh, in the last the last segment that you thought maybe is, is 500, or you wondered if is 500 apartment units too many. And I got to tell you, when we were talking earlier, um, we talked about the, the shortage as well, but... We also were talking about like the fires in California and how it's never really happened like this in our lifetime. And then go back to the point that Duluth is supposed to be um, the the city in the United States that is um, the safest from global warming. I, I can't imagine Duluth not continuing to just grow and grow and grow. I, I think those apartments will be swallowed up. What do you think? I think they will be. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and predict they're gonna be swallowed up fast. In other words, we we already see a lot of residential development going on in the city, and everyone we talk to is filling their their units just instantly. Now, I can't guarantee that's going to continue, but when you look at right. what you guys are talking about in your your residential segment, uh, and you talk about the influx of people that are coming from larger markets that don't have to be anywhere, internet being an important factor for those. Um, right. I think you're gonna again. You're gonna see. Uh, this market, especially one of the greatest outdoor markets that there are, is going to be that favored uh, location. And Duluth, I think, is going to find its time to be the top tier two city in the state. Um, you get a medical community like uh, Rochester. That's 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 an incredible thing. But uh, in our own right, we have uh, we can compete with anybody in the state for the best location to be. And our medical now is uh, achieving, you know unbelievable status so yeah and i do i do think that we really the um one thing that we have that a lot of these communities don't have is the lake yep the lake superior and that some of the inland lakes too you know some of these bigger inland lakes are just phenomenal and so being able to offer that you know if you can put up with the cold weather you know what we deal with up here uh you know for several months a year this is a beautiful area up here it's a great place and um uh, I, I'm I'm bullish on the area. I hope it all uh, sustains itself. But uh, yeah, I love the uh, growth. I got to uh, believe too. These people it. are doing yeah. their homework, and they do. Yeah. They got to be smarter than us. Um, 
Maybe, maybe not you, but no, but, they are, and they know they kind of know what's going on here. So yeah. you know, they wouldn't be investing this kind of money if they they didn't have an idea of what was yeah. going to go on. Yeah, no, I think it's a great opportunity. You'd love to say you think there's going to be some great growth here. You just don't know, right? And it's not all going to be seen in the city, but um, but it's it's just you have to expect it because it, it looks like that's you know it's our time for a while. Jim, we got uh, less than a minute here. You got any uh, final thoughts? Nope. Uh, I just think the market's crazy right now. And people ask me all the time, you know, what do you think is going to happen? And I say, I don't know. But <laughs> when it all happens, we're all in the same soup. So, you know, if you're comfortable buying, go ahead and buy. If you want to wait, wait. I don't know. That's my thoughts. Again, I'd like to thank Mr. Greg Fulmer, Greg Fulmer, Commercial Real mm-hmm. Estate, for coming on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show here. And Greg, you're always welcome. Um, we can have an event here if you want. At some point, you can arm wrestle with me and I can we can prove to the listeners that i can take you out i think that's Whatever. a deal i think we're i think we're doing that <laughs> well i'm coming back up i'm gonna be back up there on the fourth and then i want to add in a 40 yard dash because i'll smoke both oh of my you god <laughs> that's it we're gonna be a con well, we have to we're, we're gonna have to have it wide open on superior street folks you've been tuned into the it. twin boards real estate show this weekend thanks for listening uh jimmy and gary will be back next week